COVID has forced the NBA to adopt new rules about rosters around the league. How does that impact the Miami Heat and Caleb Martin? Plus, Nostradamus West offers his predictions for this week's games and potential trade scenarios that will help bolster the Heat's playoff chances. All that and more coming up next. You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you don't want to keep. We've got a great show for you lined up today. We're in between games here, so we'll talk about some potential trade options for the Miami Heat to bolster their title chances. I'm sure you're going to love some of those. Plus, Nostradamus returns. I think he had a good week last week. We'll see how he did. Plus, we'll talk about what his predictions are for this upcoming slate of games this week. But we'll start off with some basic news and notes around the league. Unfortunately, it looks like P.J. Tucker will not be available for Tuesday's tonight's game against the Indiana Pacers. A important blow, I think, to the Heat's chances of winning that game back at home. After a long four-game road trip in which the Heat went 2-2, two and two, they lost P.J. Tucker midway through the game on Sunday night, and he'll be out of action, at least for the foreseeable future, against the Pacers. Tyler Hero will be listed as questionable. He's still recovering from that thigh contusion he suffered a couple games back. Jimmy Butler is also listed as out, as well as Bam Adebayo, et cetera, et cetera. Caleb Martin also out, who we'll talk about later on in the segment. My, uh, Miami's chances of beating the Pacers a little bit trickier with P.J. Tucker right. out of the lineup. What did you say, Wes? Yeah, I mean, you're without three-fifths now of your starting lineup. Uh, you're hopeful, yeah. I think, that uh, Tyler Hero comes back. And given that he's questionable, listed questionable, not out, I would guess that he's probably on track to play, and only because yep. they kind of need him. And yep. and these games still do matter, despite the wackiness of that we're seeing from the NBA season so far, not just with the Heat dealing with actual injuries compared to other teams dealing with players being put in health and safety protocols and being without most of their starters in a lot of these games over the last weekend. So, look, uh, you, you're losing P.J. Tucker for this game tonight against a really big Indiana Pacers front court. That's yep. going to be really tough. You're basically down to just one power forward in KZ Paula, and power forward should be put in quotations. Uh, you got Dwayne Dedman, obviously, available. Is Luke Babbitt still starting front court. Uh, I don't – this is going to be really tough uh, for the Heat to deal with it. They're going to try to space out Indiana. They're going to try to do – and teams have done that with – great effect against the Pacers. It's why the Pacers have been struggling this season. So it's not like this is a lost cause for the Heat, but trying to match up with the Pacers, that's not going to happen anymore. They're going to have to play five out. They're going to have to space them off the floor and force guys like Sabonis and, and, and Miles Turner to a lesser degree uh, out of their comfort zones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, the state of the NBA is on shaky ground right now, but there have been some rule changes recently that the Heat, uh, that the league, I'm sorry, are adopting that might benefit the Miami Heat. Two-way players who initially had a 50-game max as far as their number of appearances throughout the course of a season, will now have no limit on the number of games they can compete in. This new rule is effective immediately now through January 19th. The only player impacted by those changes are Caleb Martin, who's played a number of games already for the Miami Heat. So that means 
they could convert his contract to a regular standard contract or just keep him on the roster as a two-way player and extend his contract out through the rest of the year. Either way, that will total Miami's roster to 15 maximum allowed players on the roster. So Miami now has some big questions because Caleb Martin out over the next couple of games due to the health and safety protocols. He has not been cleared to play, uh, which means he did test positive and probably is continuing to do so. It's not like he could just take two negative tests within 24 hours and and be welcome back onto the floor. So that's unfortunate for uh, for Caleb. Hopefully he is recovering well. But as far as the Heat's long-term chances of, of whether or not they added Martin or another player, there are some big questions regarding the decision that Miami has to make. I know we talked about Martin a lot lately. After that 28-point game, we were all kind of buying in to yeah. Caleb's chances of being added to this roster. But uh, I do have concerns because if they do add Martin to the roster, they're basically keeping themselves out of the race of any other players down the road uh, who are bought out from their contracts or, or, or you know just are available as free agents. Uh, they'd have to make a trade or cut a player on their roster, which would put them into the salary tax and, and not something that they're looking to do at this point in time. What do you think the next move is for Miami? Is it adding Caleb? Is it, is it waiting, yeah. taking a chance? Well, a couple of things. First of all, you mentioned that 28-point performance. Caleb never had any, a chance to follow that up, right? He was nope. immediately put into health and safety protocols after that. I'm... I think we're supposed to assume right now that this is a breakthrough case with Caleb Martin, given that the Heat said that the the entire team was vaccinated. Now, that was the Heat just saying it, right? So they could just, they could have been mistaken. They could have just flatly lied. Uh, They Mm. could have just been like, well, all the players are vaccinated, but like the two way guys don't really count. Um, (laughs) So I don't, we have no idea when Caleb Martin is going to come back. Uh, This is good news, I think, for the Heat this new rule that the NBA is putting in place. The same rule, by the way, that they had last year, right? And you saw a lot of teams take advantage of it last year with some of their two-way guys. Um, They can basically let Caleb Martin just play out the rest of the season on a two-way contract, no problem. He had a 50-game limit under the old rule, no limit under the new rule. So they can just leave him on the two-way contract and then still sign somebody into that 15-man, that 15th spot um, uh, uh, in in March when the, the prorated minimum would keep them under the luxury tax. To your point, if they do that, Caleb Martin can't play in the postseason. So the big question is, for the Heat, and the only question they really need to ask themselves is, do we think Caleb Martin is a guy we want in the playoffs playing for us? Or is he more of just sort of a regular season innings eater? And when the playoffs roll around, he's probably going to be out of the regular rotation anyway when, we shorten, you know, when people shorten their rotations to probably about nine players like Spo probably will. Um, I don't know that they know the answer to that yet. Again, no. we haven't seen the follow-up to that 28-point performance. We don't really know if this is just a blip and just maybe a, a, a you know a hot pan moment for, for, for Caleb Martin or if this is something that's sustainable. The good news well, for Miami is they don't have to answer that question right now. They don't have to answer any of these questions right now. Caleb Martin's already got unlimited time on a two-way, play, on, on a two-way contract. They don't have to do anything with him. He could just play out until the end of the regular season. And that's the date that I'm circling, David, is April 10th. That's the last day of the regular season. That is really when the Heat have to make that decision, right? Because they could sign him on the last day of the regular season into that 15th spot if it is still open, and then he's automatically eligible for the playoffs. Now, if a player that gets bought, bought out is available and wants to play for Miami and is markedly and noticeably better then Caleb Martin, then you just do it. I think it's really that simple. I don't think this is as big of a deal as I think some people are making it out to be. If let's just, let, I don't know, let's just say uh, for the sake of argument, Kevin Love becomes available on a buyout. Let's just say like the Cavaliers, this hot start tanks, whatever. I'm just throwing a name out there. That's just an right. obvious one. Let's say Kevin Love gets bought out. 
And all right, I think most people would say Kevin Love, even at this point in his career, is probably more of a player you want in the postseason than Caleb Martin, right? I think the Heat, who veer towards veterans, would agree with that. Yes. Okay, yeah. if Kevin Love is willing to take a prorated minimum, you could bring him into the, and stay under the luxury tax in March when he's bought out and available or whatever, and then you and then you get to that point, then yeah, you just bring in Kevin Love and you say, sorry, Caleb, we'll sign you over the offseason. That's it. But if those play, if that bought out player doesn't materialize then yeah, you just bring Caleb Martin on uh, up and, and they would probably wait until April 10th to do it. You'd wait until the, the very last minute that you could do it. Um, I think that's probably what ends up happening. So it's not necessarily an and or uh, from what you're suggesting. And, not and right yet, now. Right. Uh, I guess there is a risk involved. I, I think the Heat will figure that out. I don't, you're absolutely right uh, as far as that they don't have to sign anybody. You've seen from the Heat a number of times over the course of the past few years of Pat Riley's tenure and Andy Ellisberg's tenure that they can make deals on the last day of the regular season. They don't necessarily rush into judgment. Uh, I wonder whether or not they'll feel more comfortable just keeping their guy if they're huge believers in Caleb Martin rather than entering the potential buyout free agency period and saying, you know what, we're going to look at Kevin Love or Thad Young or whoever else gets bought out. There's always a big name that gets bought out, that always has people interested. Uh, last year was LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, who was a total game changer until he retired nine games later. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I wonder what the Heat's going to do. I, I think you're right that uh, obviously there's no need for them to make any rush decision, but uh, there's always been a gambling sort of franchise. I think they would probably prefer having a veteran like Young or yeah. Love or anybody else that might be available rather than having to play – Omer Yurt seven minutes. And, and we're seeing now the loss of P.J. Tucker. We saw it against the Pistons on Sunday night. How important a veteran like that who can do so many different things, who has that kind of presence in the locker room, et cetera. If you can get a, a guy like Young or Love or somebody else along those same lines, I think Miami will do it 10 times out of 10. I, get, I agree. Despite, despite Caleb's progress, and there has been progress, that's, that's the biggest plus in his favor is that he's been progressing and trending in the right direction over the last few weeks. But who knows how he comes back? Uh, we saw Jason Tatum struggle with the effects of COVID for a long, long time. Mm. Who knows whether or not there's any kind of uh, depilitation there or whether or not he's having problems getting back into shape and things of that sort. So it's going to be an interesting question. Uh, we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of months. But for now, we did want to bring you all the latest news about Caleb Mart. We'll talk about something else going on around the league and how it impacts the Miami Heat. And, of course, we'll bring up some trades later on before hearing from or after hearing from Nostradamus and his predictions for the week. But first, let me tell you all about Truebill. I've been talking about it recently and asking this question. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. You could be next. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. And also a reminder that Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march of the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right, thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. It's time to look into the future and make some predictions about the week in Miami Heat basketball. David, it is time for Nostradamus. Let's first look at a review on how we did last week. In Monday's game at the Cleveland Cavaliers, Nostradamus predicted Gabe Vincent would score 10-plus points in that game, and that is exactly what happened in that game. Uh, Gabe Vincent scoring, I think it was 11 points in that game. So that counts. Gabe Vincent <laughs> delivers. Nostradamus starts the week off right. Uh, and then things go a little bit more south. Uh, in these oh. predictions. Wednesday at Philadelphia, P.J. Tucker was predicted to have four-plus offensive rebounds. He only had one in that game. And then Friday in Orlando, the prediction was the Heat to score 120-plus points against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. They scored 115, David. So, um, so close. I think you can't give the yourself spirit the, the, yeah. prediction, I think the spirit of the prediction was correct. So we're going to chalk that up as a, as a, as a check mark. Uh, on the side of Nostradamus West there. Sunday in Detroit, Tyler Hero was predicted to score 26-plus points in that matchup. Tyler Hero did not play, so that prediction no longer counts. Uh, and so I think all in all, we could pretty much call it a two for three for Nostradamus West if we're <laughs> starting to stretch the bounds of logic a little bit, which is what we do here in Nostradamus West's world. So let's go ahead and look at this week starting tonight versus Indiana hit, uh, playing the Pacers at home. Now, the original prediction for this game, David, was the, the Heat to hold DeMontis Sabonis, who was averaging 21 points and 11 rebounds this month, to under 20 points. Now, Miami is quietly allowing the fewest points in the paint per game this season. The Pacers, not so quietly, very much relying on their front court players, their two-time All-Star in particular, and DeMontis Sabonis. Not very quietly, maybe shopping these players around, wanting to... Uh, put those players in positions to succeed now so that their trade value is such to it, they can maximize that uh, in February by the time the trade deadline rolls around. So uh, I think they're going to feed some, some bonus often and early. And I would have held by, I would have stood with this prediction had it not like, I don't know, 20 minutes before we started recording, had, had we not gotten the news that PJ Tucker was going to be out for this game. And now I'm not really sure if Casey Akpala and Dwayne Dedman are able to hold Sabonis to less than 20 points. But here's what I'm going to do anyway. I'm going to go ahead and predict it. I don't it, I, the reasoning behind it isn't the same. I thought PJ Tucker would have uh his way with DeMontis Sabonis. He's got a ton of lower body strength when his knee isn't hurt and I thought he could keep Sabonis out of his little spots near uh in the low post. I don't think Casey Akpal is going to be able to do that the way that PJ Tucker would. And I, and yeah. and I think Dedman is going to be uh having his hands full with Miles Turner, but um, I don't know. I'm a believer in the, I think the Miami Heat will go to the zone pretty often in this game. Uh, I think they're going to wall off the paint. They're going to dare the Pacers shooters to make shots from beyond the arc. And I think somehow, some way, they still limit DeMontis Sabonis to under 20 points, despite his all-star uh, numbers this month that he's putting up. That's a really bold prediction. And you've had a few over the course of the season. Uh, I mean, I didn't even thought about it until we just started talking about this subject. The fact that we're looking at Casey Opala starting a meaningful game in December. Like, it's not exactly a playoff game or anything like that, but he's getting starters minutes tomorrow. Just because 
You don't have anybody else. You can't add a player right now who's going to immediately be plugged into that starting lineup. So you're relying on Opala to shut down Sabonis. I don't even know if that's the best matchup. Is is Opala better suited for guarding Kyle on um, Miles Turner? I, no, probably not. I guess Dwayne Dedman will have to be stretched out onto the floor on occasion, limiting what uh, Turner can do. It's going to be an interesting one. Look, uh, sure, I'll, I'll buy it. I, I don't think it's likely to happen, but sure, I'll, I'll listen to your predictions. I I, I believe in I you, Mr. Dumbwest. The, the, the rules that the NBA put in place over the weekend saying that if you have two or more players in health and safety protocols that you're required to add somebody and then that somebody wouldn't count against your cap and it wouldn't put a team like the heat, for example, over the luxury tax. Should the heat just lie <laughs> and no. just like any one of these injured players that aren't already on the court, like just say Bam Adebayo is also being put in health and safety protocols. Like so why he is traveled he with on, the the on this last yeah. road trip. You know, <laughs> he went out for some pizza late at night or something. And we just, and he couldn't get enough. He couldn't get the little Caesars pizza, at little Caesars arena. Yeah. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get my own little Caesars. And maybe you just lie and just say, Hey, yeah, no, no. These, all these guys now, Jimmy Butler, Bam, they're all in healthy safety protocols. And then you could just call people up from Sioux Falls or wherever you feel comfortable from. I don't know. They got to try something. Um, yeah. Thursday, December 23rd, playing the Detroit Pistons at home. Um, in a rematch, oh, we asked sure. more from Kyle Lowry uh, over the weekend, the last time these two teams played. Um, and the Pistons do turn the ball over a lot. It wasn't so much over the weekend, but they do as a team over the course of the season tend to turn the ball over a lot. I think Kyle Lowry comes out. He gives us the game that we had been asking for. I'm not going to go points here. I'm not going to go assists here. I'm not going to go rebounds here, David. I'm going to go steals. I'm going to go steals. I think Kyle Lowry has three-plus steals in this game, and he gets the heat out in transition, getting them in those opportunities that Max Struess was talking about in the game af- uh, in, after the game against the Pistons over the weekend. Three-plus steals for Kyle Lowry on Thursday. All right. I, that, I believe, I think uh, you can certainly take advantage of Killian Hayes or Cade Cunningham or one of the other ball handlers, even Corey Joseph, noted powerhouse Corey Joseph. Uh, I, I will go a step further and offer my own half a prediction and say that he'll eclipse his 19 points that he scored against the Pistons on Sunday night. I think we're going to see a slight resurgence of the Kyle Lowry offensive weapon uh, that we called for because Miami needs it. And right now, even with Tyler out there, I think he just needs to step up, especially if P.J. Tucker isn't there to be your outlet as he has been on so many occasions. He's not able to drive the baseline. He's not able to put up that floater at the end of the shot clocks, a situation and things of that sort. So I, I want to see Kyle be more aggressive. So, that's my my two cents there as far as a prediction is concerned. He's going to eclipse the 19 points that he scored against the Pistons on Sunday. Our final game of the week is Sunday, December 26th against the Orlando Magic. This time, the Heat will score 120-plus points. How's that for a prediction, oh, David? Wow. Re, re, bringing in the oldies there. Just saying, what did I have last time? Okay, yeah, that's fun. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, the families are going to be spending time on Christmas. I think the Heat are, players are going to be energized. They're going to be at home. This is a great opportunity for them to spend a whole week at, in Miami after a long road trip uh, where they've had a number of players out. I, I think Jimmy Butler might even make his return on Sunday the 26th. Uh, that seems like a, a possible scenario there. And if that's the case, they're gonna they're just going to wipe the floor with the Orlando Magic. No chance of them winning that game. So, yeah, you know what? 120 points, spot on. I buy it 100%. We're going to get to some of our favorite fake trade ideas that we have for the Miami Heat as trade season has sort of unofficially begun next. But first, let's tell them about Boost Mobile. Yeah, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, but you switch to Boost Mobile 
for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes of Locked on Heat. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. That's Boost Mobile. A free phone is limited to new customers and just one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage are not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockdownHeat or at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskLLHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. We're so close to our goal of 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I know all of you can do it. If you're watching the show, just go ahead and click that subscribe button. If you're listening to it on podcast, go ahead and do the same. Subscribe. Get it in multiple formats. Smash that listen subscribe. Absolutely. Yeah, listen to all of the different versions of Lockdown Heat that you possibly can. Uh, we need the support. We need your help. And we know that we've got a great community of fans behind us. But what we don't have is necessarily the best roster in the NBA. There are some concerns about the depth on this team, even as we've seen guys like Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, and others step up along the way. And so the Bleacher Report and friend of the program, Zach Buckley, wrote a piece on trade scenarios for each team. Uh, it was an interesting one. Of course, you know how these things play out. 30 teams, 30 different suggestions for them. And for Miami, there were some potential trade scenarios there that might bolster Miami's chances at a deeper playoff run. I guess before we even get that, should we cover the news and notes from around the league or just save those for after the trade talk? Let's just get right into the trade talk. You already teased it enough. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the first trade target for the Miami Heat, Ben McLemore of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, a guard forward combo wing yeah. player uh, who shoots the ball on occasion. Uh, he's the, uh, somewhat of a streaky shooter. He's making... $4 million for the, no, $2.4 million for the Portland Trailblazers this year. He's on a one-year deal, a, a veteran minimum there. So does Miami make a deal for Ben McLemore to help bolster their three-point shooting? Wes, what do you think? Well, it should first be noted that when you talk about what Miami even has to trade, the reason why we're talking about guys like Ben McLemore and not Ben Simmons right now is because you look at what they realistically could deal and – it's not much, and and I think if the Heat come February, come the trade deadline, and if they want to make a move, really the only thing that they can shop is Casey Akpala, who, and the only reason you bring him up is because, first of all, he's not part of the core rotation when everybody's healthy, but he's still young enough where you he could have some perceived value, and you're basically asking a lot of different front offices, the other 29 across the league, what do you think of Casey Akpala? Maybe they were really high on him coming out. Maybe they're high on him based on what they see over these next few weeks, right? Because Casey has a major opportunity here to kind of develop and take the next step in his career and make himself an NBA player. So if he shows out over these next few weeks while the Heat are still navigating all these injuries, then I think he could be a a potential trade chip. The problem is he's only making $1.7 million. And so that's why you can't really move him in a deal to get a, 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 a player on a major contract it's kind of these minor minimum type of deals like a ben mclemore i think that would be okay you know i you know i think you look at the other guys that that were brought up in this article like alex len and brad wanamaker i think all those guys make sense for miami i think all of them maybe not brad wanamaker i just i saw him up close in golden state last year i'm not sure he's an nba player right now but mclemore he can make threes for you on the perimeter he can play a couple different positions for you alex len is a big body i think the heat need to probably add another big body um, are they better long-term than Casey Akpala? Absolutely not. But right now, they're definitely more impactful. And if you're a Heat team that's just looking to add some depth, 
then yeah, that makes sense. Could I throw another couple names at you? Well, let me just wrap this up then to, to kind of put the kibosh on these suggestions. Alex Len, he's on a two-year deal with the Sacramento Kings. He's scheduled to make 3.7 this year and 3.9. So you're going to have to throw in some other salary filler just yeah. to bring in seven-footer Alex Len. Uh, not necessary. It would have been a great move a couple of years ago just to light a fire under Hassan Whiteside's ass, but that's not likely at this point in time. Brad Wanamaker in Indiana. Now he's only making 1.3, but as you said, not really an NBA player. I had totally forgotten. This was this is my own version of uh, who he played for because when I'm figuring out Ben McLemore is a trailblazer, Brad Wanamaker, I thought he was a Hornet still. No, he's with the Pacers right now and Len with the Kings. I, I still thought he was with the Hawks, although that probably wasn't until a couple of years ago. But yes, let me uh, let me have some of your other trade suggestions just, here. I'm curious. I just have two more. Um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Rodney Magruder, you can have a oh, homecoming with him. Bring his scavenger he, back. Yeah, he could bring up. He could play a couple spots for you, especially on the wing. I I still think the Heat are a, like if, if you're gonna make a deal, I think it's either for a big man like Alex Len or somebody else, um, or a wing who is uh you know ha, has been in the league for a while, knows how to play defense at a playoff level. Rodney Magruder can do that at least, and he, his contract fits within a deal for Casey Paula. The other one is Orlando's Etwan Moore can shoot some threes oh. for you. He's out of the rotation right now for the Magic. He's been a guy that is a, a very much a journeyman and has basically been almost out of the league a couple different times. But again, when you're trading a $1.7 million salary, you don't really get to be picky. And I still think that Etwan Moore, I don't know. I don't know if he's more impactful than Kaziak Paul. I guess that would be the question that the Heat would have to ask themselves. How much is Terrence Ross making? He's a name that's always been linked. Too much. He would be a buyout guy, I think, uh, if the Magic aren't able to deal him. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have a couple more trade ideas for you. All right. Let's let we'll do them quickly. Markeith Morris and Casey Akpala. The Heat could package both of those guys, and now you're looking Ooh. at something more closer to four and a half million dollars that the Heat could bring back. The and now you could do that, right? And if you're bringing even money or something a little bit less back, you could still convert Caleb Martin on a prorated minimum later, not to the 15th spot, but to the 14th spot. So if you're able to time this out right and make sure that the finances are such that it works out. It takes some jumping through hoops, but you could do it and still say you could still do a two for one type of deal and still tie under the tax. Now, what does a package of Marquise Morris and Kaziak Paula realistically bring you? I have no idea. Again, it depends on Marquise, if Marquise Morris is healthy at all this season and what Kaziak Paula looks like for these next few weeks. But one number that, or one, a couple of players that came to mind right away was Jalen Smith from Phoenix. His contract mm. lines up with what, right what I'm talking about. Has sort of been a bust for the Suns. And they're not really in – they they already went out and got JaVale McGee as their backup center. They're kind of out on Jalen Smith, it looks like, at this point. And if you're Phoenix and you're going all in with Chris Paul's window, it kind of makes sense to maximize that roster spot. Could you do – I think there's no doubt that if Marquise Morris is healthy and playing, he's way better a player than Jalen Smith is at this point in their careers. And then Casey Paul is a nice little throw-in if you're trying to get another developmental piece, and obviously you need that contract. The other one is Bryn Forbes, our old pal Bryn Forbes out of San Antonio Spurs. They're going nowhere fast. He's older on a on a veteran roster or on a young roster that's giving more and more playing time to a young guard group. Um, you wonder if the Heat could benefit from having a guy like Bryn Forbes. Uh, it would be a swap of hey, let's trade one experienced front court player for another experienced back court player. I don't know if that's where the Heat want to distribute their resources, but it's just a guy that who's really whose salary matched uh, what this would package would be. So in theory, you could trade Casey Okpala and Markeith Morris for Brent Forbes. So you add three-point shooting and championship experience. You bring another championship player yeah. who's played alongside P.J. Tucker. You can still add Caleb Martin to a standard deal on this contra- on this roster. 
and then still pick up, say, Bryn Forbes' teammate, Thad Young, if he's bought out from the Spurs? You could yeah, I mean, you would have that. to go over injury tax in order to do it. Um, so you would be asking yourself, if you're the Heat, is Thad Young worth going over the luxury tax for? Ultimately, I just think that the Bryn Forbes deal leaves you a little too thin in the front court. And I kind of think Jalen, that Jalen Smith deal does too. These two-for-ones are so hard for these like end-of-bench type of players. They just very rarely make much sense. I have one more trade for you. I know I'm going long here, but I got one more for Let's you. Do it. Let's do it. The Brooklyn Nets get Kyle Lowry and KZ Akpala. Oh, come on. The Miami Heat get Kyrie Irving. Now, <laughs> in Florida, you do not have the same rules at least currently, and probably never under uh, Ron DeSantis, that you have in New York City, Kyrie Irving's going to be able to play home games and practice at home for Miami. If the Heat are looking at this team and they're not where they want to be by the trade deadline, and Brooklyn is just looking to sell Kyrie Irving now so that they can get any sort of meaningful help for this season, which is a, you know, it's it's title of rest for Brooklyn, and Kyrie Irving ain't helping you right now. Um, and I know that there's some stuff that maybe he could be a part-time player, but that's everybody knows everybody can see the writing on the that's not gonna work. Okay. Kyrie Irving is a part-time player, is not like Kyrie Irving is already part-time when he's full-time. Okay. So part-time Kyrie is not gonna work for you. Um I just wonder if that's something that gets Brooklyn interested. I think it would. Kyle Lowry makes a lot of sense for that team. Kazak Paul is thrown in for salary matching purposes. Um, and if you're the Heat, you get a borderline top 15 guy an ace score in Kyrie Irving that you don't really have a guy who could stretch the floor for Bam and Jimmy. I don't know. Worth asking. I think, I, I, listen, <laughs> you say the juiciest one for last. We should have started off with that one. To hell with Brad Wanamaker. No offense, Brad. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving, uh, I just, I don't even know where to get into for the nets. I think it would make a, a lot of sense. Like yes. uh, in many, many ways, that team would become better. Not saying Kyrie Irving is a worse player than Kyle Lowry. I think Lowry would be a better fit for Brooklyn and what they're trying to accomplish. He provides that wing defense. He gets some, you know, multiple multiple positions he can guard. He'll take charges, something Kyrie Irving has never done. I mean, he's just a different, complete player. I think he would fit alongside. Look, Brooklyn's offense basically comes down to give James Harden the ball or give KD the ball. Kate and Kyle Lowry's perfectly fine with it. And I think it yeah. would make a lot of sense for them. And yeah, you're right. Okpala down the road, maybe he can contribute something. But then from the Heat perspective, can they get Kyrie Irving in line? Can they get him to buy in? Because we know with Kyle Lowry, at the very least, whatever his production on the floor is, he is an NBA player. He's willing to put up with Heat culture yeah. and all the demands of this franchise. Not to mention the fact that Jimmy Butler would kind of be a little pissed off at having one of his best friends traded away to the Brooklyn Nets. And I think yeah. he'd be happy for Kyle for the opportunity to potentially win a championship, but it would cost Jimmy the chance of winning a championship. So I don't know that. Do you think it would? Do you think trading Kyle Lowry would for Kyrie Irving, a better player? I think undoubtedly very clearly a better player would cost Jimmy Butler the chance of winning a championship. I think if anything, it would extend that championship window. Maybe, but you're, you're counting on Jimmy being at his peak for another couple of years. And I don't know that that's realistic. Are you? Because if you've got Kyrie Irving at his peak, I don't know that you need Jimmy at his peak peak. You can you can take twenty percent worse, Jimmy Butler, if you've got Kyrie Irving. Can I just the before we even go down this rabbit hole even more that I that I opened up here? You asked a very key question: uh, Can the Heat get Kyrie Irving to buy in? Let me just save you all the trouble. No, they can't. Nobody can. Huh. Kyrie Irving is not he's not buying in for any, if he's not buying in when he gets to run the franchise with Kevin Durant, his his best friend in the league or whatever, and he's still just like you know what? I'd rather just not play. Nobody can get Kyrie Irving to buy in. I'm sorry, Heat culture. Like, not even Heat culture could do it, all right? It's just 
it, it's so I don't think I think if this were brought to Pat Riley's desk, I think he would think about it. But I think it was just it is so easy to do this in a trade machine, David, and just be like, of course, you should do this. It is so much harder in real life with all of the human aspects that you're talking about, the feelings in the locker room, all this stuff, all the good vibes that you still have in that locker room, despite the injuries to bring Kyrie Irving, an agent of chaos like him into that locker room, who's an unknown to most of those players in that locker room to do that. I just don't think even Pat Riley would have the guts to make that happen. I just kind of think I'm trying to think of guys like Tucker and Bam and Jimmy, you know, talking about getting up and working out and think that's sort of an accountability. And Kyrie's off there talking about his third eye being closed during the you know, winter right. break or something like that. What is I practice really? Does it even exist? Oh. Yeah, yeah. What is practice? You know, not to go Allen Iverson here, but this practice yeah, is practice <laughs> even a real thing here. Ah, uh, wow! You really did open up Pandora's box here. A very interesting one. Uh, I, I think Sean Marks conversely would smash that subscribe button, as you said. I think he would do that in a heartbeat. And listen, it's talking about smashing that subscribe button. You cool. all should too. Yet again, you want you want to add something else? No, here I just about- I, I I just I ask the listener like, think about that. Kyrie Irving and my just just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Just. Is that something that you would even be wanting to root for if you were a Heat fan? Yeah, but uh, well, wow. okay, we could have done a That's whole. All, I just wanted to ask this. the question. I just want to ask the question. That's it. You, you, this is this is Joker level mentality here. This is some men just want to watch the world burn. You just you kind of threw kerosene onto a fire. We had a, a little small fire going. You're just like, yeah. you know what? It's a 30 minute mark. Why not <laughs> blow it all up, baby? All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Remember, you can always. Uh, reach out to us via email or via Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for always subscribing to the show. Every episode is free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you sign up to get the best coverage available. Make sure you also check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Mill signing off for now. Thanks for joining me, Joker. <laughs> Wrap it up, B. There you go.